Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode, and thanks for joining me. Um, We took a break last week because I was traveling last weekend. Um, I went to LA for the weekend, and I came back pretty late on a flight uh, on Sunday, so I wasn't able to record on Monday, but... You know, L.A. is a city that's after my heart. I can tell. Um, I've been to L.A. twice in the last two months. Um, I had been to L.A. probably twice before that. So um, going to someplace four times really can make you feel like you know the place. Um, But going someplace back to back in in a month, um, in like a month, one month period, really can make you feel like you know the place. And L.A. is a driving city. So you have to drive to get around everywhere. You have to rent a car. And so I always feel like if you're driving around a place, you can really get to know it a lot more. Um, I can see L.A. is a vibe. <clears throat> so I can see why people are attracted to L.A. Certain type of people are attracted to L.A. and want to go there, especially being from New York. Um, but I can also see why for me and the kind of life that I live where L.A. might not work as far as just being like. L.A. feels like a free city, a, uh, a artsy city, like all those things that. You know, if you are in that space, you you really you could thrive there. Um, very health conscious city, which is cool. Um, you know, got a lot of juicing and vegan and and places to work out and people there kind of work out outside. I didn't see nearly as many gyms as you see in other places, and I think because of weather, people can it's like seventy degrees all the time. You can just work out outside, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, LA is an interesting city. I keep you know the when I went there for work, I was like, oh my god, I can live here. And just kind of going there this weekend, I went there was BET weekend and I was like, eh, I don't know. So I think I need another time in LA. I think I'm going to go there and spend like four or five days there and really just get us get to see a lot of stuff that I haven't gotten to see and also just kind of take in the city more. So I may do that. Um, They uh, they explained to me that they're hot time. They're really warm time because I don't find LA to ever be warm when I go there. And that's because I don't go there during their hot time, which is from August to October. I didn't know that. So I can make make a, make a plan to go to L.A. more <laughs> when it's going to be really warm. Otherwise, it's like 75 degrees, which is fine. But when I'm when I'm thinking L.A., I want summer and I want summer to me is 80 or more. That's summer to me when you can wear shorts and tank tops and things like that. And speaking of um, shorts and tank tops and, and warm weather, we've had some in New York finally. And so for everyone who complained, I don't want to hear it now. This is summer, 85 degrees. Um, hot every day, random thunderstorms. That is summer. So summer has began. Also, welcome to the month of July. We have put June behind us and um, July is here. And it's it's funny because, you know, July, it, it starts the summer. But for me, it's almost like the summer, become, it's almost over, right? It's like, damn, summer comes and goes so quickly. Once it's July and the kids out of school, you race. And the next, you know, you're gonna be seeing back to school. It just happens so fast, but I've really been deliberate about this summer and making sure I plan out things to do um, so that I can enjoy the whole summer. Um, And this weekend, I was able to attend the Do the Right Thing block party um, that Spike Lee had for the 30-year anniversary of Do the Right Thing. I cannot believe Do the Right Thing came out 30 years ago, first of all. Um, Also, I remember, however inappropriate, that when Do the Right Thing came out, so my sister and I would go to my father's house for the summer, um, for July, for the month of July, that was part of our our agreement, my parents' agreement, so for the whole month of July, we stayed with my father, and so June 30th, this movie came out 30 years ago, 
and my father kicked off our summertime together, my sister and I. So and I was eight and my sister might have been oh, what, 11 or 12 and he took us to see Do the Right Thing. And, you know, it, it's it's amazing because that's a, that's a very um, that's a very my father kind of thing to do. So I, I was kind of cool this this weekend this, to be there and enjoy the block party. It was a cool way. Brooklyn is so Brooklyn. Bed-Stuy, it was so great to see Brooklyn be Brooklyn and not this new Brooklyn. Um, and um, just to hang around and see some good, good folks and enjoy a nice block party. So that was cool. A cool free thing to do in a city. And I'm looking for a lot of those things um, for summertime and really being able to have an opportunity to enjoy yourself, but also spend no money. So those are always the fun. Those are nice fun things. Cause I find myself, I'm a person who I will spend money to do things. Right. So I'm like, I'll be like, Oh, I want to go on vacation. I want to jump, jump on a plane and go to LA for the weekend. Um, and those things are great, but there's also the fun of just kind of enjoying something for free. It's really just an enjoyable experience um, for me. So I did that this weekend. It was great, but we're back. It's Monday. It's a new, um, it's a new month. It's July. And we're at the halfway point, guys. We're here. You know, we talked about this last year um, extensively about what it feels like when you're at the halfway point of a year and you haven't met your financial goals or you don't feel like you're on your way to your financial goals. For me, I set a few financial goals for this year um, and I'm, I'm on the path to them. Um, one of them was increasing my credit score. My credit score has been increasing um, incrementally um, every month because I've been working on making sure that my uh, credit available credit stays low and that my balance stays hovering around the 30 percent I think I mentioned this to you guys before that there are ebbs and flows sometimes because when I do travel and if I charge a bunch of stuff if it happens in between the period of time where the you know where you where your your, your credit is rated based on the the monthly um the part of the month then it can either de- it can decrease my credit score by like 10 or eight points and then the next month it'll go back up because I've paid it down so it's just like it's you can't always be like so tied to the exact number but you have to keep it within a range um and you should definitely continuously monitor to monitor your credit report because there are things that can um pop up on there that'll really decrease your score and you're not especially when you're not paying attention um but there's there's that and um, I also had savings goals. And so now that we're at the halfway point and I want to accelerate my goal, um, I want to actually change it. So I had a goal, a savings goal, and I wanted to, I want to now increase the savings goal because I'm really about 80% towards the goal. So I'm going to get even more aggressive um, with the goal and buy, I'm going to increase the allotment of, to my savings that I'm contributing to my savings every month by $100. So every, t- every pay period I have... Um, three different withdrawals that come out of my account, out of my bank account on payday to go to different bank accounts where I have savings. I am a really weird person with this and I know that other people can relate, but I have three separate savings accounts just because um, I have to, well, I have bank accounts at three different banks and then three separate savings accounts. Um, I only have one checking account that I use on a regular basis, but I have three separate savings accounts. And the reason for that at three different banks is, um, you know, it's just a little bit of a mild paranoia. I always think, what if something happens to one account? I don't ever want to have all my money in one bank. Anything could happen. Um, and so I separate my bank accounts. Um, I have three different. I bank with Capital One. I bank with um, my credit union, MCU. And I bank with 
Bank of America. Bank of America is my primary bank account, um, but I have a checking and a savings with them. And then I have savings accounts with MC, with MCU and with Capital One. And so I, I'm increasing my, my contribution to my savings because I want to um, hit my savings goal probably by about August, September. And then I would like to increase it to a, to a new goal. Um, so I, I'm really focused on that. And so here we are at the halfway point. And so I wanted to, I covered a lot of stuff that's just not actually the topic today. So excuse me, I'm just going to kind of was catching up with you guys. That's how I feel when I don't talk to you for a, a week. I'm going to catch up on certain things, but I just want to remind you that it is the beginning of July. It's a new month. We're at the halfway point of the year. You still have a good six months to go ahead and, and achieve those goals, change them, adjust them, um, make more effort towards them focus on them if you haven't been able to give yourself a break if you haven't been able to um <clears throat> you know it's perfectly fine that you need in, in a moment to kind of readjust you know different things happen in the summertime maybe the kids are out of school now you can focus or maybe you know with with work has calmed down a little bit in the summer there are a variety of things that can give you the opportunity to focus on your finances and if you have some goals that you set for the beginning of the year and you don't feel like you've gotten towards them it's a good moment good day reevaluate write them down again kind of check off where you are decide what's important you know sometimes the way you feel in January is not the way you feel in July so you can, it's okay to readjust and reevaluate your goals it's like anything else you might have been like I'm ready to go to the gym five times a week when you were in, in January and then you realize that that's not viable and now you just have a goal of getting there three days a week. You can make those adjustments. Don't feel like you can't. And don't feel like you shouldn't. You should make those adjustments because the issue here, the desire here is for you to meet your goals. So don't don't feel like you can't make those adjustments. Um, so I wanted to kind of touch on that for the beginning of the month and with the six month halfway point of the year. But the major thing I wanted to talk about today has to do with financial literacy and people who teach financial education. The New York Times released an article, which is an opinion piece about um, people who give financial advice, basically just telling people to lay off the coffee. Um, that was like the main, the one advice um, that they highlighted. And it, it was a whole article in the New York Times about this. Now, I, I, I preface this by saying that this is an opinion piece. So it's someone's opinion. But it, it, it's an important, you know, everything is someone's opinion, right? So this person is basically saying that there's not, that, that there's a lot of bad personal finance advice out there. And, and his point is that financial advice has gotten to the point where it's trying to, it, 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 instead of um, encouraging people or giving people good, fin solid financial advice, it's shaming people for things um, that are really kind of out of their control. And so it's this idea that if you just spend less money on certain things, you can um, save enough money or you can get yourself out of poverty. Um, there's a meme that goes around on a lot of travel. I'm in a couple of travel groups and there's this meme that goes around that, oh, you can travel, you spend X amount of money on lunch. And if you just didn't spend that money on lunch every day, you'd have this much money saved. And that's how much could get you a plane ticket. And if you really wanted to travel, you could travel. You know, it's a very limited view on how things really work when it comes to your finances. You know, I am a big, um, a big supporter of the idea that you have to make sacrifices in order to get your finances in the way that you would like to. Um, I don't believe in punitive um, finances because I know that people will not, it's like anything else, people will not 
stick with something if they feel no gratification. I do, however, believe and support and promote for people that you have to make choices. And it's not that you can't do, it's not that you shouldn't buy coffee every morning, right? Um, if you drink coffee, coffee is going to cost you money regardless. It's going to cost you money in the house. It's going to cost you money outside. For the most part, just by economies of scale and such, making your coffee home can cost you less than making your coffee, than buying coffee every day outside, right? Or buying coffee at the coffee cart can cost you less than buying coffee at Starbucks every day, right? So those things are real. And if you have a goal or you have um, something that you would desire to do, a savings goal, or you're trying to, you know, make more money available to you, there are things that you can spend less money on in order to free up more money. Now, people use coffee as the example because it, it does bring a judgment on that coffee is not a necessary thing, that it's an extra thing. And in the age of Starbucks and, and boutique coffee shops, coffee can cost a lot of money. You can spend $5 a day on coffee, right? And that's just coffee. So people do use that. People in the financial, personal finance world do use that as an example. But it's just that. It's an example. It doesn't mean that you can't have coffee. It does mean that there are sometimes sacrifices that you have to make in order to um, achieve the goals that you have. So you can get even deeper than than just the coffee. But people who speak about finances tend to use coffee as a good example. They use eating out at lunch as a good example and ways to save money. Because quite often, um, the biggest issue that people are having in their personal finances is that they're spending more money than they bring in. And what this article was trying to say was that there are bigger issues that need to be addressed. People need to earn more money and that it's not a fair thing to shame people about the things they do to make their lives feel good when they don't have enough money. Um, it's not fair to shame people um, because they don't into things like coffee or going out to dinner or buying fancy shoes or what have you, because they're just trying to make their lives good with a system that's set up so that they don't earn enough money. I 100% agree with that. The system is set up so that people aren't earning enough money, but there's a lot of things that you, you, you have to eat. You have to make some choices in the middle of that. So there are ways in which people can figure out how to make more money. And we talk about that. We talk about why you, um, why, ways in which you can try to increase your earning potential and such. But in some certain circumstances and situations, you are earning what you're going to earn in this moment. So what do you do? Um, and so I wanted to have, I wanted some dialogue about that. Um, I had a couple of conversations with folks about it and people do, and, and I can hear, I can understand where people are coming from, where they do feel like there's a lot of bashing of people who are struggling financially because it makes it seem like all they're doing is being wasteful. And I don't, I don't believe that. And I don't subscribe to that, that all people are doing is being wasteful. I do believe that people are, um, oh, quite often mindlessly spending and unaware. If you're not writing it down, there's no way to be aware of how much you're spending. And if every time you spend, you don't know that you've spent too much until your card is rejected or until you're down to your last $20, that's why that's mindless spending. And so we can adjust that. We can find ways to get around that. And I do think that there are some there's some personal responsibility that goes into that depending on how you want to live. <clears throat> I always say this, those people who want to live YOLO, they don't give a fuck. They just want to live, live, live. And those people, 
they should they they will deal with the consequences of that you know and if they live long enough they will if they don't they won't but if your desire is to or your plan or hope or dream is to live long enough so that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor then it's going to take some sacrifice that's gonna that's gonna come from that and i'd love to hear your feedback on that i'd love to hear how you perceive the way that i you know um give out this personal financial advice. I'd like to hear that feedback because I find it to be, um, it's interesting to know, like I, I, I've talked about the coffee. I've talked about the packing the lunch. Um, I've talked about the different saving ways, the fact that you should always pay yourself first. And I stick by that. And I definitely stand by that. Um, and I'd like to hear what, um, what you think of that and how you perceive that to be something that, you know, how it comes off when people are giving that type of advice. You know, it's just, it, in every field, there's going to be ways in which people think that the messaging can change or be adjusted. Um, for me, I, I, I subscribe to the, you know, straight talk makes for straight understanding kind of school. So sometimes I come at it just straight up, like, listen, you, you, how important are these things? If you're sitting across from me, and you're telling me that you want to buy a house or you're sitting across from me and telling me you want to save to go on vacation or you're sitting across from me and telling me you just want to be able to have a little extra money in your pocket, then we're going to start addressing the things that can get that extra money in your pocket. And if coffee comes on the list, it's on the list. But it could also be your shopping. It could also be your cable. Cable's a big one. I snatch cable from people all the time. Like, nope, cable can go. Cable's very expensive and most people don't even use it. You know, there's people who get coffee every day out of habit. And I see them out in my job. They get the coffee. They take some sips of it. And by the time you get to 930, the coffee's sitting there cold and they, they throw it away. Like there are things that people do that are part of habit that do not necessarily um, encourage or support a really quality financial st- financial stability. And also, and so that that's kind of like wrapping that up. I, there's an article in New York Times. Go check it out. The article is called Go Ahead. Um it's called go ahead and buy the coffee um it's in the personal finance section it goes here's some money advice just buy the coffee and um so check that out and give me i'd love to hear your feedback on that and um i I, there was a last part i just want to go over it's really kind of funny not funny i guess not funny but made me laugh is this idea um you know we were talking yesterday about how people ask for money and I remember when I was younger, like, you know, I, I never like when people ask me for money. I'm just going to be honest about that. I don't like it. Um, I deal with it, but I don't like it. Um, and I've gone, grown in a place and space where I can say no without being mean about it. I can, I've learned to be able to say no. And for the most part in my life now, there aren't any people around me who actually ask me for money. Um, I'm not a big offerer of anything. I don't really offer things. Um, but I, if I need, you know, I will if I you know need to, but I don't, it's not a really a thing. I'm not really a big person of exchange and that kind of stuff but um like I would just pay for something we're together and I I would just pay for it rather than having that whole like oh can I borrow it's just it it annoys me but we were talking yesterday at the block party about $40 um and a a friend with my friend and I were talking about it and I was like I can't imagine one of my friends asking me to borrow $40 right and I couldn't tell if I was saying that being like snobbish or like like elitist i just forty dollars in the in this world in america in new york city doesn't feel like it's going to take you very far so it feel i kept saying so i was like i wouldn't i would think forty dollars just seems like not enough money to ask anybody for anything that's going to actually get you anywhere i feel like you you would get through the forty dollars and still need more money like i I, it just 
but I also realize that some of that is my own perception and different things. But I would love to hear what you guys think about that. It just, I, cause I said to her, if you needed something, if you came to me and told me you can you borrow forty dollars, and it wasn't because oh, like all oh, my bank accounts have been locked or frozen, like it just felt like I would I would have to sit down with like what's going on in life that you need forty dollars? Like what is forty dollars gonna get you? And why don't you have forty dollars? Like, but. I was saying that to like my specific friend, but I was kind of like, do I know anybody who's like, okay, can I have forty dollars? Like, that's not a child or a young person. It was interesting, so I I didn't know. I was like, am I where is is something? Am I missing something? And so I'd love to hear back from you guys about that. Like, I maybe I am unaware or you know a little far removed, and and I and I can gladly admit that maybe I'm a little far removed from from certain things because maybe I don't understand what people are truly kind of dealing with my sister says that all the time she's like you don't understand there are people who really you know need forty dollars for this and she she you know she chastises me about that because you know and and you have to remember I, I i my own personal finances is one thing but with work like i deal with you know a, a budget of over a hundred million dollars every day like i'm like forty dollars is not even doesn't even come up on my like like it, it's like rounding error on you know so it's just it's hard for me to think Again, that a person could come and say, you know, I need $40 to get me through the next two weeks. I don't even know how you could get through the next two weeks with $40 because it feels like such a very little bit amount of, amount of money in New York City. I mean, you can't even get a weekly Metro car, I don't think, with $40. What is it? It's a five five fifties round trip, you know, so it's like times five. I guess you could, yeah, I guess you could get a Metro car for the week if you need to. It just feels like this very, New York City is very expensive and I really don't know how far $40 can go. I feel like a cab ride, you know, I don't know. But I'd love to hear back from you guys about that because if you if you want to know the truth, there's some people out here doing some real strange things for forty dollars, and I'm very surprised to think that because it just feels like not enough money. So that's a whole nother <laughs> that's like an Instagram video comp conversation. But give me your feedback. Um, follow me on Instagram at financial emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at fin emancipation. Follow me on Facebook financial emancipation. Join the Facebook group. We're trying to have some good conversations there at financial emancipation. If you hit me on the fin on the fin um, financial emancipation group, I'd love to hear your comments and thoughts about the NBA. Um, the NBA free agency. There's some big money being given out in free agency, and I'd love to hear what you guys think about that as far as franchises people who support franchises and the amount of money these players are making um i'd also i'm going to discuss a little bit more in detail the 40 dollar conversation like i said people are doing some strange things for change change being 40 dollars. So i want to discuss that in the group as well and i also want to see what you guys think about this idea about is it insulting or undermining or really just a, a bad way or a turn off to people when people who give personal financial advice kind of hone in on these things like coffee or um, spending outside to make people feel a little bit more, feel bad about how they're spending, or maybe it's a way in which people are shamed. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So thank you so much for joining me today. And um, if you have any questions for me, f please feel free to email me at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.